Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Episode 169 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with my co-host, Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, how are you doing on this lovely evening? I'm doing great. Thank you, Evan. Hey, Spoonies, how are you? 69, dude. It's, it's from that's <laughs> from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So, yes, we're. I can't believe we're on exit, episode Again, 169. Hopefully not exit 169. Yeah, exit 169. Yeah, that's... <laughs> We have that in New Jersey. We do have exit 169, but that's that's way up North Jersey. Um, but yeah, it's, but it's, and people always say about New Jersey that it's it's what what exit do you live on? And and so just so if you want to know, I'm an exit 120, just to let you know. Um, but anyway, yeah. So let's. This is a great episode. So we're planning. We're going to talk about planning. And, and it, it's, you know, what are we going to do? What are the changes that you have to? making planning. I was thinking about this a lot because I am going in January and I had to do a lot of planning and some of my things changed that I normally wouldn't do. So I'm really anxious to talk about this. Yeah, before we get into that, there's something that's really big that happened recently in all of our lives that has probably scarred us for the rest of our years. And that was the COVID-19 pandemic, right? And that changed how our whole world planned, honestly. It really, and I talked about this with a coworker today, Brian, but it, it changed how we work. It changed, I think, one thing of uh, just real quick responsiveness to emails and electronic communications. I think people, because they work from home, a lot more people go are from home, so they're expecting a faster response on stuff. But that translated to the Walt Disney vacations that people go on to because during the time, not just the shutdown, but afterwards, they started changing things. Disney saw this as a time to revamp stuff like the introduction of Genie Plus and and open or close rides or maybe not open things back up or, or change things. So, you know, a pandemic changed how we plan. But now we go into 2024 and there may be some other things that we need to consider when thinking about how we plan. Yeah, and, that, and it's very interesting because one of the things that people always complain about, and I know we're going to talk about it, but I just want to, I want to say this one piece where people, one of the things that probably bothers me, and not bothers me, but just um, slightly annoys me about when people complain about having to book a, a park. Oh, I have to book that I'm going to Magic Kingdom. I can't believe that. I have to mm-hmm. book I'm going to Epcot. Well, the thing is, you, you, you have to know that at that time, Disney was short on staff. A lot of people had left and, and because of the because of the pandemic and they just didn't have enough people. So they had to plan where they wanted to send a majority of the people on a, on a basis. So if they knew that Epcot was going to get a bunch of people in there, they would put more people in Epcot that day because they just yep. didn't have that full 
competency of 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 employees and staff members all over the place. The cast members were were, were you know a lot of you know a lot of the foreign ones had left Epcot. Yep. Um, and so all those kind of things were happening. So Disney had to do that, and I think it still bothers me sometimes. If, they, if the person says they're a Disney fan and they complain about that, yeah, it's an inconvenience, guys. But there was a reason. They're not doing that. You know, we could talk all we want about, you know, hey, Disney raises prices, Disney does this, Disney does that. That was not to make money. That was to make sure that we had a good experience. I and totally people agree. didn't realize that. And they still bothers me. I just heard somebody complain about it two days ago. So it, it's something that it happens way too often. Just, you know, guys, it's it's going we're gonna we're gonna talk about this, it's going away. But really and truly, I doubt it ever impacted your trips that much. Well, I was I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but I'm going to mention it now because I think this is a good intro to this point. Um, I have something that new that happened in my life, which is moving to be sort of a local. You know, I'm, I'm an hour away from Walt Disney World now, so this totally changes how my family plans. And the park reservation system, along with one other thing, is it really helps as a local. So, Brian, I was going to mention a couple of things that I've learned now being sort of a local as far as planning wise that I think, you know, we don't have a ton of locals that listen to us, but we may one day as, as we start, you know, growing more and stuff like that. But one of the things is the park reservation. So I saw that as a, as a good kind of mention here, but when we are deciding, and sometimes we don't decide until the day before or a couple days before that we may want to go to a park on a weekend day, right? So the park reservation system is an excellent tool for someone in that situation. Because what I did last Thursday, this is a perfect example. I, Emily and I were talking on the couch. Uh, we laid Ezra down and we said, hey, where do we want to do on Saturday? Do we want to go to a Disney park? So I pulled up the, the reservation availability calendar and saw that Magic Kingdom reservations were all taken. Well, hey, that's an easy decision right there. Not going to Magic Kingdom. But even if there, say there wasn't a reservation system, Brian, but the same amount of people were wanting to go to Magic Kingdom that same day. How would our experience have been going it would have been to Magic a Madhouse? It Absolutely, would have been a Madhouse. So I'm glad that that's there because it it helps protect me from that bad experience, like you just said. So instead, we picked Hollywood Studios because there were reservations. We ended up having a great day, and we'll talk about that in a minute because I want to talk about some of the things on how to plan when things don't go right. But uh, as a local, I thought about that. Something else to check too is Genie Plus. Genie Plus has a lot of issues, and I know Brian will probably talk about that too, but something else I was looking at when you want to look at what park is the busiest that day, look at Genie Plus prices, right? <laughs> which I know you can't see until that day of, which they're going to change that in January. Um, what we're hearing is that you'll be able to make advanced Genie Plus reservations starting at some time in, in January, I think the new year, maybe January, February. But anyways, right now you wake up and you have to see what the pricing is, right? So this last Saturday, we didn't buy Genie Plus. I just was looking at the pricing. We saw that Magic Kingdom was $27. So they were obviously the most busy. Next was Hollywood Studios. And it was, uh, I think it was $21. But then you had, one was $19. I think Epcot and Animal Kingdom was $17. So that kind of gave you a, a scale in a way of the busiest parks. So just some things to think about if you're local, if you're trying to determine 
What's busy? Should we hop up and go to Disney today? You can look at the Genie Plus pricing. You don't have to buy it. You can go to that screen or you can look at the, the theme park reservations and, and see the availability calendar. And that's a good token as well. So I wanted just to put that forth as a couple of, of planning ideas. No, it is a good and it's that's the whole thing is, you know, we I don't know. If you're there on a trip and you need to hit every park and you want to be able to do things and you don't have a lot of time, um, it's so much better to plan. And I think one of the things that I love, um, and and there's you know there's a couple. I, I, I'm going to do a shout out to Touring Plans because I used to do work for them and and whatever. I'm not you know they're not going to they're not a sponsor of ours or anything like that. But they have an amazing crowd calendar on there. And, and to this day, you know all the math that goes into the the predictions of crowds it's worthy of looking at when you're planning your trip and you say okay I'm, i want to go i'm going to go to disney next year okay when do you want to go i don't know i'm you know sometime maybe june july august i gotta i'm gonna let's look i want to i want to see you got to go look at those crowd calendars to see historically where people tend to go and most people tend to go around the same time every year you know we're all creatures of habits now it has changed a lot because of the pandemic and that's you know like everyone was saying it's you don't plan your trips the same way as you used to because it's a little bit different now but we're trying to get back in that same mode and I do te- I people do tend to go around the same times and also because of schools and when schools are out and when when the people can travel so that's also important but if you look at those ca- crowd calendars, and these are crowd calendars that go back over like a 12-year period, they come up with statistics, and you can actually make – now, am I going to tell you it's 100% right? No, it's not. But it's the it's fairly accurate, and it's enough for you to figure out, hey, and what I love to see is the ones when they say that the parks are, are always crowded and they're like the highest level – I just avoid those weeks. I don't want to even risk. I will not risk my vacation That's on right. a cr- the craziness, like you said, Evan. And I think, you know, people, some people don't like to plan too much. But when you're spending the money on a Disney trip, you got to plan a little bit. You can't. Mm-hmm. I, it always amazes me when somebody said, hey, I'm, I'm playing it by ear. Oh, you're playing it by ear for a day? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm playing, playing it by ear for a whole week. No. No, you don't do that. It's not. You're going to yeah. come back and you're going to be bitter. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. And you're right, especially you know, most people aren't in my situation and you, you are planning it and you can look for stuff and you can look at the crowd calendars. That is a good point. You know, the crowd calendars are pretty accurate to look at for especially one thing is, and you, two thoughts. One is if they are accurate to look at for events, right? So a lot of the crowd calendars, like for touring plans and other things, they'll have the events on there. They'll have the run Disney events. They'll have the holidays listed. They'll have different cheer competitions or sports weeks at, that may be at ESPN wild world sports over there, spring training for baseball teams yes. that all that stuff is listed on these crowd calendars. So at least you're aware at the time. Now the color scheme of the red for busiest to orange, to yellow, to, to that yellow, green, to green for the best time, that scale may be a little off, you know, but it's, it's fairly accurate because they take into account the, those events and all the stuff in past years and that kind of stuff. So it's good to do that. And you're right. If you're planning your one trip a year, go check out that stuff. We talk about this all the time, Brian, the people that just show up 
and they don't plan. They've not planned anything. And like I told this in a past episode where I was behind this family at the turnstiles and they were talking about what they were going to do that day. They were arguing about it. They had, they, they're walking in, not knowing what they're going to do that day at all. And there's some, there's some spontaneity that needs to happen. And we preach this, right? We just, in, in a last episode, slow down during the holidays, go see the resorts, that kind of stuff. So you need to add that spontaneity into your trip sometime or be flexible if it comes, but at least have a plan in place have a vision for some of your must-dos. And Brian, we've talked about must-dos a lot in this show. At least have some sort of um, meter in place, some sort of, of bar test that you have about uh, what you want to do, right? Because you got to go in with some sort of plan. You have to. You have to. Um, it's very difficult not to. Um, we have some friends and some friends of the podcast, and some some of our guests previously. And I'll, I'll I'll call I'll call out to uh, Donna Stevens, who who does a, an amazing job planning. She does she plans for her family and gets everything organized. And I love the way she plans. She, and she's she's way out ahead of the game when she's planning her trips. Um, a lot of people a lot of other people do the same thing. And I love that. I love that. You know, Hey, do I, do you have to dictate every move? No, you're not going to, I don't, no one wants to be like, okay, at eight Oh one, we will walk down main street at eight Oh three. We'll make a yeah. left-hand turn. And we'll, I'm not going to tell yeah. you that people don't do that. Cause there, I have oh, seen yeah. people oh, that yeah. do that. Excel um, spreadsheets, right? Oh, I, but I use Excel spreadsheets too. No, I, I mean, do. to the, I, but, to the extreme. No, yeah. yeah. I use Excel spreadsheets. I, I, I organize things and, you know, but one of the most important things is you have to decide what's important for you. Is the important thing for you that you hit the right restaurants you want? Is it is it that you go on certain rides? Did you do things on a certain day? There's an event on that day. You have to sit down with your family or your friends or whoever you're traveling with and figure out what's really important to you guys. Is it important that you go to a certain restaurant on a certain night? Okay, fine. So that may, let's focus on that. And if you do it like that, so make sure, you, like we say, the must-dos, that you get those out of the way, everything else will fall into place. But if you don't do that, if you, if you like, I, I again, I'm, I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to name this person, but there was somebody I talked to recently who said, yeah, I, I went to Disney, I went to, and they said they went to Disney, and I said, which Disney? And they said, you know, Walt Disney World. Okay, you went to Disney in, uh, in you went, no, I went to Disneyland. Oh, you went to Disneyland in California? No, I went to Disneyland in, in Florida. No, that's Disney World. Um <laughs> So it was kind of like that conversation. So I said, okay, what, what did you, what, what did you do? Well, I really wanted to go on guardians and I really wanted to go on um, splash mountain before it closed. And I, and I, I wanted, okay, what did you get to do? And I didn't get to do any of those things. Well, what would happen? Well, I didn't realize, I didn't know anything about this genie plus. I didn't know about this. I'm like, you've known me for 20 years. Why didn't you just ask me? And you know, I always ask it, bring it up to you. I know. I just, I thought I could handle it. And, so what happens is now they come back and they're like, oh man, what a hectic place. I went, I spent all this money. I didn't get to do the things I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. And all you needed was a little bit of planning. Right. And you could have done that. And it really, you know, I, I had, I tried to be really nice and it was bothering me because um, obviously I know that they don't listen to this podcast They because they wouldn't even, I even said, do you ever look them, listen to the podcast? I'm like, no, I mean, okay. We, I can even give you, if you don't want to listen to us, or you don't like our voices or something, I can give you other ones to listen to, but right. we, we will give you these hints and we're just like, it's not like we don't know what we're talking about. Between, between Evan and myself, we've dealt with a lot of things. Plus we know a lot of other people, right. you know, we, uh, we talked about other, we have other people that are an amazing, amazing planners like Joyce who, who joined us. Um, 
on another episode. She's a great planner and uh, about, she knows everything. She plans her trips out really well. I always like to see, you know, when she, when she tells us what she's doing, um, that kind of stuff is super important to me that like you, you have to have a baseline plan. You do have to have a step-by-step, you know, a minute by minute. No, you don't, but just take care of that. And things are changing a little bit. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but you know, it's not as easy to plan. It's, you have to plan a little bit differently than you used to. So let's go into that more detail. Absolutely. Um, what, you know, real quick, as I mentioned, we just had our holiday episode, right? So can you go in those red, those dark red times of the year and still have a good time? Absolutely. And that's exactly yes. what you just said. You just have to plan. You have to know that if I'm going during Christmas, I'm probably going to have to purchase Genie Plus and you know do some things that I maybe wouldn't have to. But you have to consider out the, the budget for that going into that. But anyways, like you said, let's transition. Let's talk about some things that are going to be different going into 2024. And I have a fun one to start off with, one that's not very controversial. And I don't know if you knew this, Brian, but we mentioned Blizzard Beach and the cool holiday stuff that's happening at Blizzard Beach uh, at this time of year. But did you also know that they are offering a water park seasonal pass that you can buy right now? You can purchase it now and it's good through May the 24th of 2024 and it's only $79. Really? Yes. And you can use it now. A lot of times, you know how it is. Blizzard Beach may be open. Typhoons yeah. closed. I know. So what, and it's, it's, you can use it at either one of those two, right? But it's only $79 and you can use it now through uh, pretty much the end of, of May, which is a good chunk of time to go to the yeah, water park as many times you want. Right. And they don't probably get a lot of crowds during that time of the year. Like that's, those water parks do well in the, you know, June, July's, August, September's when it's was boiling hot and you could spend your day there. The rest of the year they, they do well, but they don't do as well. I think that's awesome. I would if I was local, I would I would have already I would have purchased that the day it came out. I mean that's a great yeah. price. Uh, I think I think so. And I've not seen that before. So I want to mention that for our twenty twenty four planning because I think that's a good thing. And and I know I've still never been to a Disney World water park, but I, I really want to and especially when you have something that price, how could you not jump on that? So we're going to contemplate getting that. But I thought that's a really cool idea and, and something to look for if you're considering visiting a water park. Just go ahead and jump and buy that. Yeah. And then again, that's part of the planning. The planning is when you plan your trip, figure out how many days you're there and how many park days you want and how many rest days you want or a or do you want to do you want a, a day at a water park, which is another? In my opinion is almost like a rest day because you're going to go there and have a great time. You're going to come back exhausted and you're going to pass out early that night. But that's great because right. you're because you're on your vacation and you you know you get some rest. Um, I think that's a great thing. I think that's part of your planning. Part of your planning should always be. For, I mean, the first question I I mean the first question is what do I want to do? What's important, right? What's yep. important to me? What are the things I need to do? Is it a restaurant? Is it is it a, a ride? Is it something? And then the next thing is, how many days am I there, and how many days do I really want to go to parks? Do I do I really want to go every day? And I, which I I never do because I I just I like the downtime. So also because there's so many other things to do there, that yeah. is to me it's not you you kind of miss you miss things in the that in this park, in all of the park by by uh, doing that and the resort. Uh, you don't know what's going on. You miss things. That's another thing that people say. Yeah, I spent all that money and I stayed at the beach club. And did you ever go in the pool? No, I spent all this money. I stayed at the Wilderness Lodge. 
did you go and explore and, and do things that no, no, I didn't. I just went every day to the park. I just got up early, went to the bus, went to the park and that's all I did. And I just went to sleep in the hotel. Then why stay in a, in a deluxe resort? You, you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. do that. Right. And people do that all the time. And that's another thing too. So, you know, enjoy it. What are you there for? You're there for a vacation. Or you're there to, to run yourself ragged. Are you there to have foot problems by, by, you know, putting in, you know, 40,000 steps on your, on your Fitbit that day. Um, which is great, but you can't do that every day. And then, then you're, then you're exhausted. And I don't think you're half the time. If you ever did a family survey with everybody and you said, Hey, listen, do, do you know, do you like getting up at six o'clock in the morning and spending the whole day at the parks and coming home at 11 and crashing on the couch and waking up again the next morning? I don't think everybody really likes that. I mean, maybe no. some people do, but I, I don't think in reality, if you did a survey, I bet you, bet you they wouldn't mind having a day in between here and there. I totally agree. The rest day is incredibly important. And like you said, water park can, can be that rest day as well. Um, but hey, you want to go next, Brian? Do you have something you want to bring up there? Um, well, I, I, I want to say um, there are some amazing people who are member of our community. There's a lot of them, um, Evan included, and who are um, are people that could help you plan. And, and you might think, and I'm, again, this is not a... This is not a sponsorship. This is something that a hint for everybody. There are people, and please reach out to us if you want us to recommend somebody or whatever, but there are people that will help you plan. And it doesn't cost you any money. That's right. It doesn't cost you anything, right? It's like, no, no one's, no one's trying to, they're not going to ask for your credit card, only unless you're booking something through them, but they're not going to, they're not, you're not going to be paying them. Um, they, they know their stuff. They help you. And no, you know, again, Evan and I will help any of you spoonies ever. If you have a question, reach out to us. We're going to give you our best opinion all the time. So don't ever hesitate to do that, whether on Facebook and, you know, any, any of our venues, social media, email, we will help you at all times. Don't ever worry about that. So if you have questions, do that. But there are people all over the place that could help you um, that if you want a certain person or a type, certain type of person, we know a lot of people that do that, but these Disney planners are great. And they take that little bit of pressure away from you because they'll know. They'll be like, no, you shouldn't do that. You know, are you sure you really want to go and do that on that day? Um, you need that sometimes. You need that that person to help, make you know, jump you into reality sometimes. But some people are very stubborn and they don't want to, oh, I'm, I could do this all by myself. I can go read. I'll Google it and I'll figure this out. I'll watch a YouTube video. It's not like that, guys. This is This is a very difficult trip to plan you if to have a good vacation or a good experience you have to spend some time planning so i I can't recommend this enough and maybe i'm maybe i'm i'm very repetitive about this but i just really have noticed a lot of people who just don't seem to want to do that well thank you for the shout out yes i am a um a Disney destination specialist is what they, they like us to call ourselves. But <laughs> Brian, you are too. I mean, we all are without officially necessarily being travel agents, right? But yeah, we do this on the side. And like you said, we we can recommend, um, you know, this sort of concierge services that don't cost anything extra to you booking your vacation. Uh, I do it myself, but we have a tons of friends of the podcast that do it. And anytime you have a question on that, we can always hook you up with someone to help with that. But like you said, Brian, the reason why I don't, blasted a lot on here is because I don't want people to think that we can't help you unless you were to book a trip or something like that. No, our podcast exists to help you. 
uh, we are available to answer your questions. You don't have to book anything with us to answer for us to answer your questions about Disney. We enjoy this stuff. This is why we do it. <laughs> this is we love doing this podcast, right? Uh, it's a it's a fun hobby for us because we we're passionate about the subject and we like helping people. So. Thank you for that mention, but you're right that there are tons out there that will give, well, that will give you. But um, yeah, don't don't just go out there and just randomly pick one on Google because you may be finding yourself in a, a sticky situation. Well, you can test them. Yeah, so there's a good way to test. The, there's a good way to test um, these people to see if they know what they're talking about. You say to them, "Hey, does Chef Mickey's have good food?" And if they say, <laughs> "Oh yeah, it's great," then you know right away. Hang up the phone immediately like that that it's i'm funny. not going to tell you that there are people that say that like oh you should you should go to chef mickey no no you shouldn't do what do you want to get sick um no you don't want to do that so i would say ask them questions like that or ask them we can even tell you things to ask if you want to check the validity some people think that they're dizzy experts and then you ask them a question and they have no idea what's going on and right. um we we will always give you an honest opinion always and it may be sometimes brutally honest but that's okay we'll, we'll do that you know, and, he, and he, Evan knows that sometimes he has to like he has to like rein me in because I will be brutally honest on stuff. But I don't. I travel enough that I don't want to have anything. If I if I know something's bad, I don't ever want to risk it. I don't want to. I will never risk. You know, if you if you're only there for five nights and you have five five dinners to plan, why risk it on something that might be a bad dinner? Go to one. Go to something that you like. That's. I mean, it's a great it's a great point. And people, you know, we're in a day today where people want honesty they want that truthfulness and i think it's uh it's worth it it's worth it being honest with people and that's what they expect from from people in their vacations as well so great plug there about the disney disney planners and doing that kind of stuff um any where, where else did you want to go next brian um i i think what so what's so what has changed? So what's what's going to be next? The dining plan. So you have yeah, to plan let's, about the dining. Let's talk about the okay, dining. Okay, good. Plan. We'll go into that. So let's let's talk about what's going to change on um, on January the 9th. Okay. So first off, we did an episode back on June the sixth, episode one hundred and forty two. Is the new dining plan worth it? So back in June, Disney announced that the dining plan was returning effective January the 9th for bookings after that, and you can add it onto your package. And you know, they, we, we went through in that episode, so we're not going to rehash that. We're not going to rehash all the financials. Is it really worth it by the dollar amount? I, I went through some sample statistics of sample menus and compared it to the pricing. So if you want to know all that, go back and check out episode 142. But that does change effective very soon. So what comes back? Again, it's the quick service dining plan and the Disney dining plan will be returning and I know, Brian, uh, you know, this, again, is met with a lot of controversy. Some people are adamant against the dining plan. Some people are adamant for the dining plan. I have people, Brian, who have come to me, you know, just on the side or, or through travel agent stuff or whatever that insist on the dining plan. Every vacation, they want to use the dining plan. And that's just what their family does. It's what's good for them. They may only take one big trip a year and they want to do it. So that's fine. But just know that there are changes and you haven't had it for all these years. And now now we do have it. So it's something to to uh, to look for. So just really quickly, the quick service dining plan is going to include two quick service meals, one alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverage per meal, one snack. So it used to be two snacks, one snack plus a resort refillable mug. And then the dining, the Disney dining plan 
will have two meals, but one will be quick service, one table service, one alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverage per meal, and then one snack and a resort refillable mug that's per person, right? Um, so that's what the dining plans are going to are going to look like on January the 9th. So that's what's going to be different for 2024 that we've not had in a while since since COVID. Yeah, and I... I will tell you, you know, through the years, most of the time we do get the dining plan, you know, more convenience. Again, we've, we've discussed this at length, you know, it's not, it's not like a big savings. It's not that, that's not what you're, you're doing it for, for that, that convenience and and the fact that, Hey, you don't have to worry about dealing with that whole stuff, right? You just got to pay the tip and tax and the tip and and that's it. Um, But I'll give you a good example. My next trip we, we, you know, because I know I'm going to be going, at, I, I'm eligible for the dining plan. I could get it on my next trip. And I seriously thought about it. I, I, I was going back and forth. So I looked at, I looked at the restaurants we wanted to go to. And then I looked at the dining plan. And then I, I was like, okay, well, then a lot of these, some of these restaurants aren't on the dining plan or they, they're not, or they'll be, you know, take me extra credits. I, I don't want to do it. I, I, sure. I said, okay, yep. it's not going to work. And so I, I figured this out. I said, you know what, for this trip, and the reason why, because we have varied people coming in the, from the family at different times. We're not all going to be there at the exact same time. Yeah. So it, became, it would have been a hassle and it right. wasn't. So I, I worked it out. But if I if things were more in order and more organized, I probably would have. Because I do like that whole thing of that. Because it's, and especially with a family. And now we, we talk, we'll, we'll talk about if you have a, a, a family with small children it's a pretty decent value because of the, you know, what, what you get from the kids and the, and the price savings you have. You have a little bit of price savings with the kids, but again, you have to hope your kids eat. Um, but when they get older, one of the cool things about that is that they can go wherever they want. They don't have to be with you and they can still use a dining plan. Mm-hmm. Um, where one of the things that we do miss is Tables in Wonderland. Uh, and Tables yeah. in Wonderland was great, but you couldn't, you couldn't have like you only had one card, so one person could use it. And if the rest of the people were eating, they uh, tough. They're out of luck. They they don't get the the discount. So I have to say you have to plan that. I I made the decision this trip not to do it. Um, this is you know, it, I would say probably over the last you know five years that it was eligible that we could have gotten it. Only one did we not do it, and we compared the pricing, and it was almost the same. So it really wasn't a big, you know, we didn't miss much in the whole deal. And I think here, it's just because of the changes that were made. It's probably not convenient for me at this time. And and again, it's not, but it doesn't mean it's not a good thing. And I still think it's a great, I still think it's a good package. I think it's worth getting if you, if everything falls into place. But you definitely have to get your dining. I would pick your restaurants first. And then make decisions on the dining plan. I, I would never do the dining plan and then pick your restaurants because you might make selections that you, you don't want to go to just to make the dining plan. And that's not a good, that's not a good decision. Well, that's a, that's a perfect, you just went through a perfect example of you planning, Brian. Correct. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a, uh, you know, you said, here are some things on our January trip that we definitely want to do. And it's restaurants. And these are the restaurants we want to hit because either you've tried them yourself. There's been several of these, Brian, that you've tried on your solo trips and you want your family to try. Okay. Or some new restaurants that are, they're open um, that you just want to go to. So you need to say, these are the ones this year for this trip I want to do. And then go look at the dining plan and see if it's worth it. So great point there. 
pick pick what you where you want to go and then see if it'll fit into it. And I think that's what you have to do. And if you're flexible and if you may say, well, you know, I'm, I'm just the only, the only time to do it and not think about that is if you're just saying, I don't care where we eat, <laughs> we're just going to do it. But then again, that still is not what you want to do because you can. No, but there are a lot of there are a lot of good restaurants throughout Walt Disney World. There are a right. lot. And that's the other thing, too. You know, I'll give you a great example. Boatwrights, who I think is very, it gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Every time I've been there, I've, I've had a great meal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on the dining plan. And that's a great one. If you, if you have, but then you got to get out there. You have to figure out a way. Okay. Yep. So how do I get to that resort that night? Is it, can I go on a park night? Probably it's not going to work. Um, so those are the kind of things you have to work out, folks. Figure out the restaurants. Then work the other things out because then you at least go to if you go to a good restaurant and you get the value out of these plans, that's when that's when it works in your favor. Yeah, I com- I completely agree to that. So some other things that are changing too on that date, January the 9th, is for the theme park reservations. So effective that date, theme park reservations will no longer be required for date-based tickets. So say you're buying a package and you're going to go on a week-long trip and you're not an annual pass holder and you buy your date-based tickets, you will not have to make theme park reservations. However, if you're an annual pass holder, you will still need to make theme park reservations. However, there's going to be some new stipulations there. One is there will be free or what they're calling good to go days starting in January throughout the whole year. And the calendar will be updated as they release of days that will not require theme park reservations that they just give annual pass holders a good to go. You're just good to go on this day. No need to make a reservation at a park. And that's going to be good for theme parks, except Magic Kingdom on Saturdays is what they're going to say about that. Um, There's you can also will be able to visit Uh, theme parks after 2 p.m. without a reservation and you can hop this is a change to another theme park anytime now after january the 9th you will not have to wait until 2 p.m. as long as you tap first into your park that you put a theme park reservation in which to me is incredibly silly (laughs) you so you're telling me that if the park opens at at 9 a.m animal kingdom would open okay or whatever so i have to go and tap in at nine and then at 901 i could go straight to epcot and enter in or straight to magic kingdom and enter right would you really do that see this is what i look so i think their thought behind it is okay i'm come i'm going over to animal kingdom that was my reservation i'm going to go spend a couple hours there maybe i'll spend some money there i'll go on a couple rides then i'll go over there and then there's not a mad rush at the door at epcot i don't know for me I, I don't think you're going to go all the way over to a park to just go check in and leave. If, I mean, that's pretty silly, um, but people will do that. I mean, guarantee people, will do, people are gonna do it. People are going to do it. People are going to do it because yeah, they want to hit this day and they can't, they couldn't get it. So, well, that's fine. I can just go tap in and walk right out and leave. But, you know, you're wasting your time there, which is time is a valuable thing, right? So uh, it's just something to think about. So that's going to be interesting as well. So that's going to be changing a little bit for 2024. So they're trying to peel back that reservation system little by little, right? Um, and make these small, small changes. So that's good about hopping though. I, I, we have kind of been in that situation where we wanted to hop from maybe Epcot to Magic on the monorail. And you have to kill a little bit 
more time in Epcot, right? Until you get at least close enough to the two o'clock thing so you can go hop to Magic. So I know that's a little bit annoying. So I'm glad that they're peeling that one back at least for annual pass holders. So that's good. Yeah. You know what? The funny thing is, Evan, what, what, like a year from now, it'll be the funniest thing in the world if somebody comes up to us and says, you know, I wish they had the reservation system back again. Yeah. That, that, that could, you know, that's going to, you know, people, people get that way. They, they, they're used to something now, then it goes away. Then they're going to realize, Hey, how come the parks are all, how come one or two parks are all super crowded on one day and the other ones aren't? Yes. Because we don't balance the registry. We don't balance the the, the crowds out. Yep. And that's going to be a problem on certain, you know, on the big yep. holidays, like the July 4th. Cause you know, it's funny. July 4th has not been as bad as it has been in previous years. And when that happens again, you're going to see like those type of, those type of days, like um, right before Thanksgiving usually is always bad. And, um, day after Thanksgiving is usually bad, and Christmas Day is always awful. Um, and July Fourth is always traditionally awful, but it wasn't this past year. Uh, so I can imagine when you don't balance that, you're going to see that that craziness happen again. And guess what? People will complain, but if, again, if, if you plan good, guys, you'll know certain days of the year that you just don't go to part. Like you don't go to Magic Kingdom on Fourth of July. Everybody and their brother goes there, and and and. Uh, Go someplace else. Go to Animal Kingdom that day. Go the day after Fourth of July. You know, that's um, and and you know why people just don't seem to get that. Sometimes it, it, it just they don't think ahead of time. I wonder which park will be so crowded. And just think about people's minds. Where are they <laughs> going right. to go? It's another another big thing is and and this is a very big tip and planning tip, guys. Ninety percent of the people that come, maybe eighty percent of the people that come into Orlando, tend to go come in on a weekend and they tend to go to magic kingdom on monday monday is the most crowded day at magic kingdom it always has been you can go to any crowd calendar they're going to tell you that but people still tend to do that we so many years ago we just made it we made a point we're never going to go to magic kingdom on monday and it always works in our favor because people tend to go they go you should go magic kingdom epcot hollywood studios animal kingdom but sometimes that rotate rotates because i think depending on if they have small kids or not, they might go to uh, Hollywood studios before, and especially with star Wars, but magic kingdom is always first, first stop for everybody. And it's usually the last stop if they're, if they're more than four days. So you got to yep. notice that. So Mondays just don't go to magic kingdom, plan your plan yourself and you'll, it, you'll, you'll thank us later. Great. Great tips on the the park days. Cause you're right. If people go, they're typically going to like book in with magic kingdom because they want to start with it and they want to end with it. They want to go back there. Right. If, if they're doing several days, like you said, so that's, that's a good, good note there, but yeah, I'm, it's, it's the reservation thing. It's, it's coming in and going. That's good for annual pass holders. It's good. They're there. If you're planning and you're not an annual pass holder and you're doing date based tickets, you want to set your time. Uh, hey, I'm going to go this week and I'm, you may not Know your parks ahead of time, which is always good to know ahead of time, right? But it's safe. You don't, you don't have to worry about the reservations going forward. So that's really good. It's going to be coming in January. Um, you want to take the next topic or you want me to keep going? Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. So I want to talk about something that's well, that actually by the time of this episode posting has already opened. Finally, Brian, we have been waiting on this for eons. And that is the area behind Spaceship Earth, or the big ball as people call it, is finally on December the 5th, it opened. So um, this is Dreamer's Point, right? So this is the gardens area. The big walls are going to come down. You don't have to 
you know, go far left or far right to get to World Showcase, you'll once again be able to walk right behind Spaceship Earth, go straight out to World Showcase. So one of the highlights there is in Dreamers Point is the Walt statue that's going to be on this bench. You can actually, unlike the partner statue at Magic Kingdom, which you cannot walk right up to, you can take a picture next to it, but not right up to it, you'll be able to sit on the bench next to this Walt statue and take pictures. And I think that's going to be a super cool um, you know, picture opportunity. Now, of course, it's going to be very crowded, probably for a long while. <laughs> There's probably going to be a substantial line to take pictures right. there. There will be. There will be. Um, but I'm excited for this area to finally open. And on the same day, they will be coming out with their new nighttime spectacular called Luminous. So they had Harmonious, right? The big oil rig out in the middle with the big uh, portal to another dimension. Uh, standing there and a lot of people complained about it they said the tacos and what they had all kind of names for the stuff right well then they got rid of that because of this this backlash or they they said it was because the 50th celebration went away but it's probably both but they have excuse me epcot forever epcot forever has been going on in the interim still a good show especially for hardcore epcot fans but now on the 5th, you have this massive change to Epcot, right? That's going to be happening in something to consider as you're planning your 2024. It's going to be, I think it looks beautiful. I've seen the aerial footage of it. Uh, you can see it online. Just Google it. Uh, it looks gorgeous. The gardens there are pretty. The statue is going to be nice. The nighttime show, you know, I don't know exactly how that view is going to be. If you're looking at Spaceship Earth from World Showcase, it looks almost like the Walt statue is a little elevated. So if you're sitting next to Walt, maybe you can see out into World Showcase. And that would make sense, right? Because he's looking over this park that he never got to complete, and he's dreaming about what it could be. And I love the message behind the Walt statue. I'm so excited for Dreamer's Point to open. I'm excited for those gardens to open. I think it's going to be beautiful, and it's been way too long time coming. No, I saw. I've actually saw some aerial photos of it. I just, you know, another another thing that people called the um, oil rigs was like Stargate. If you ever used to watch, oh, Stargate, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Stargate. But um, no, I saw the aerial view and it looks so cool. Um, it looks like um, some of those gardens that are in England. Um, those amazing gardens and and yeah. it looks really cool. But there's like this one. There's one piece that looks like it's a very good breakdancing area. People. Um, there's a big round circle I saw that looks like I that figured would I would try it out next time. Yeah, I'll next let you time. Know how it goes. But it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. And I think, you know, with Moana and and that and um and and the beauty's coming back is remember that park was part of the 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 lure of that park was the beauty with the waterfalls and, and all those things. And other years it kinda got a little shabby and I'm not gonna tell you it didn't. And I, if you look at the the, the bouncing water the, the screens were getting all shabby and everything. It was, it was definitely, it's been there for 20 something years or 30 years. Oh yeah. Um, so that, that is something that I, I really, I think this is, we need that beauty in that park. Cause that's more than any other park. That's the one where it makes a ton of sense to the view, to the whole design of the park. So it's great. I, I mean, that's, this is big. This is big. We needed this. We waited for this. It was a long time, but it, it's going to be big. Well, it's what we've been waiting on forever. And the, the concept art has changed a lot <laughs> over this area for when they announced this. This was one of our first episodes, Brian, was yep, about know. what was coming to I Epcot. know, I know. And it has changed so much since then. But at least they kept 
the idea here of these gardens, although it's going to look a lot different than what they originally thought. You know, I think they were going to essentially move a good portion of what was going to be happening in the American Gardens Theater in America, like candlelight processional and that kind of stuff up to this area. But now I don't think they will anymore, but they're still going to have a stage for entertainment. I don't think that's going to be open when this opens, uh, when this has opened. But anyways, uh, a lot of good stuff. I'm excited for the area. It looks really pretty. It's going to help that flow. You don't, you're not going to feel like your cattle being herded through, through walls uh, anymore, which is, is great. And honestly, it's, it's, you know, so my, my mom went to Disney for the first time, a side little note story, and we went to Magic Kingdom and I thought about going to Epcot, but I was like, you know what? I know that they're going to open this up soon. And I really don't want her to experience the Epcot with walls like we all experience. So <laughs> uh, I'm excited they're actually doing this in this section. And I think it's going to be great. Yeah, no, this is big, 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 big thing. This is, you know, it's not a ride. It's not an attraction. It's not, it's just a main area. Yeah. The walls. Oh goodness. The walls were just terrible. And yeah. it made you walk, it made you walk a lot worse too, because you had to walk different directions, uphills. Um, yep. It was very difficult. There was no direct route from one thing to another. And now you're going to get all that back. Cause it used to be easy to navigate Epcot yep. and then it became difficult. And right. sometimes I, like I, I thought I knew I was going like I sometimes I would get lost and I I was like I would kick myself I was like how do I know not know where to turn here and I would make the turn I'm like wait a second I'm back at Connections Cafe what yeah. am I doing here right. yeah. um like what is going on and now now it'll be great we'll be able to you know be able to navigate that it's a very strange park setup especially yeah. at the very at the entryway there and this will be better I'm I'm just so happy this is this is big and this and the Walt statue is great yeah it's going to be a long line for a while and I don't know if I'm going to want to wait in it. But hopefully yep. you get to go go alongside of it and look at it at least. Right. That's right. And the Journey of Water, uh, Moana, is, is going to be there too. And it, it's it's great. And, you know, we've had people visit recently in the in the day and the night, so there's no wait time. And it's it's really a cool area to walk through as well. So yeah. I'm excited about where Epcot is going. I really am. I'm hoping that it becomes that fully completed, cohesive park uh, that we're wanting. Right. So make sure that make sure that Epcot is part of your plan. I, I know in, in, in the past, you know, through the last couple of years, when Hollywood Studios was going through its construction. Yes. I used to yes. say, you know what? If you don't go, you don't go this time this year. It's not it's probably not worth going. Yep. Um, and, and Epcot, as much as I love Epcot and both of us love Epcot. You know, Evan just made a very good point. He didn't bring his mom there because he didn't want to. He want, didn't want her to get her first visit to see all these walls. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it either. It was kind of annoying, and it was just kind of like it took a lot away from what we were looking at. But now that it's back, Epcot might go back to be. You know, when you guys plan, make sure you go to Epcot. Don't don't miss it. You know, don't miss it. You, we could have you could have made a justification, even though Guardians was there and Soren and whatever. You could have made a, a point to say, you know what, I really don't have to go this time because I don't want to deal with all the all the construction. But now you can't do that. It's there, and I know they even. I just I just heard they because Epcot had a strange rideshare area. I don't know if you guys ever take Uber there. Yeah. Um, most of the parks have very organized rideshare. You know, um, Magic Kingdom does not have a good one because mm -hmm. you you are going. You have to still go into the TTC. But um, yeah. Um, but. The rest of them had really good ride share. I mean, Animal Kingdom is great and Hollywood Studios is great. So when you get dropped off, 
Epcot had a, has a nice one, but it wasn't as good. I've heard that they've redone all that. And that's another, I'm curious to see, you know, my next trip, I'm going to see where, how that is. Right. But people were telling me that they were, they were redoing that. So um, I think that'll be cool too, because more and more people, and we talk about planning. Um, when you're at a resort, you have different ways to get around the resort. You can, you can take the, the skyway, you could take the monorail, you could take a boat, you could take a bus. Um, now I have to tell you Uber, and I don't know about as much Lyft, but I think so. Uber has become that fifth wheel here. Um, people use it a lot. Yeah. People use it a lot. And Dizzy, Dizzy had, has made it very convenient. They, they, lear- they yeah. listened. They listened, guys. You know, they say, hey, Disney doesn't listen. They listened. They have made these really convenient areas for you to Uber when you need to. And that's fine. You know, it takes a little stress off their, their transportation. It's not a bad thing. And to tell you, the Ubers are cheap. I My last trip, I was like, I had days, was like, like seven eight dollars you know yeah that's who cares like that's not to me if it's waiting my my waiting for people on a bus and a bus to slow to drive really slow and stop at 12 other places to me it's worth seven or eight dollars so i i would think when you're doing your planning think about that too when i'm when i'm going to a park from wherever resort i'm at Mm-hmm. How do I get to that? What's the what's the optimum way? And 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 you know what's the best? Is it a boat? Is it skyway? You know I'm going to the Riviera at a time where where the the um, the Skyliner is not going to be working most of the time. We're there, so that's a problem. But then I thought about it and I said, you know what? We've been Ubering anyway. Who cares? It's not a big deal. I'm not gonna. I I want to stay there, and yeah. I'm just gonna. I just budgeted the Uber stuff, and it's and I once I realized it's not that bad anyway. Who cares? I mean, it's a great point. Great point. Uh, one more thing about Epcot really quick is, you know, they have released the the dates of the Festival of the Arts. And I think, Brian, after thinking about the Epcot festivals, this may be my favorite. I love the Festival of the Arts. Uh, several reasons. There's a lot of performances. Disney on Broadway is happening there. They're doing the Disney on Broadway dining packages you can do. You can um, w- watch a lot of different art stuff happening, like performances, the performing arts, right? There's different forms of art, right? So they have um, acrobatics, they have gospel singers, they have all kind of different stuff. But my favorites are all of the booths that are around during the Festival of the Arts that have the the renowned and well-known uh, Disney artists that we know and love. Yeah. That, that, uh, I have several pieces, and I know a lot of you, I mean, you probably do, Brian. Several of our spoonies have pieces of art that we like from certain artists that paint or draw the parks or different parkscapes. A lot of times they're there during the Festival of the Arts. Sometimes they're doing live drawings that you can purchase. Some are doing chalk drawings that you can be a part of. Um, I just love this festival. I think, you know, that's a lot of what Disney is, is art, whether it's landscaping, imagineering, whether it's actual animation, there's a ton of stuff about art. And I, I love the Festival of the Arts. It's going to start January the 12th through February the 19th. So it'll be going on when you're there, Brian. Um, and, and I love this festival. It's uh, it's special to me. Figment typically has a play in it. So there's a lot of Figment merch. Um, and I've, I've always liked the Festival of the Arts. So that's one of my favorites. I like to see the artists doing their thing really live. And of course, they take this art to the next level with food. So all the food booths that are open, they do these cool creative creations where they're putting uh, artwork as, as food as well. So just want to mention that as you're planning your trip, just know that Epcot does festivals throughout all the year, which we all know 
but this one lasts through mid-February uh, for the arts. Uh, and that's one I have not done yet. So I'm looking. And I also want to get a shirt that, that says, has the acronym of Festival of Farts. Of, of the Art Farts. Yeah, I want to yeah. get that. I've uh, people, yeah. people, I've seen people with that. It does exist. Yeah. Um, no, that's a great one. That's a great one. Again, plan for the festivals. Look at the festivals. Know what's in town. Um, even even like if you're going to Orlando, there's a lot of stuff in Orlando um, that that goes on. It, you know, when you're planning a trip, look to see what's going around because it's it, it, it we could we could tell you to her blue in the face to make sure you can plan. Um, you know, and there's still going to be people that don't, but that's okay. But I would say just take a little time. It's not hard to plan nowadays. We have so many things in our realm to plan. Whether you get a a, a Disney planner whether you you do a searches on you do searches on things but you can find things but i would say social social media is great reach out we have a great community i i would say go to the spoonie site and ask any question there are people that can pretty much answer every possible question we even have artists if you want to you know we have uh you know Brian Richardson and Mike Brennan and Roseanne. We we have a couple of like amazing artists that are a part of our community. So if you want to buy any of their art, you know I have a couple on my wall right here. I have a Mike Brennan. I have a I have a lot of a lot of Brian Richardson things that he's he's given me over the years or made for me. So there are things like those people are there. Plan, plan. Go to our community. Ask these questions. They will. They will. If if Evan and I can't answer your question, there's a lot of people there that can answer your questions. Absolutely. My very last tip I wanted to put, since you mentioned it, you're mentioning Orlando and there are a ton of things to do around Orlando. Just be cautious when you're planning your trip and if you want to add in other things in Orlando. How I always advise people, if you are planning to do a Disney vacation, try your best to stick to just Disney. Um, And the reason is because Disney does Disney vacations so well. Um, And and this, this may be you where, hey, I only have, I'm only going to be able to go, this may be the only time in my life I'm going to be able to go to Orlando and I want to at least visit Universal and I want to maybe visit SeaWorld. So I'm going to just do this thing where I go to Disney for two days, Universal for two days and SeaWorld for one day, drive to Tampa for Busch Gardens. for. It's just, it's a lot when you start wanting to do stuff like that. And I think it's going to exhaust you as a person, as a vacationer. Um, you know, as much as we, we, we're not a Universal podcast or whatever, like we said, like I said, Disney does Disney vacation well. Universal does Universal vacations well. They have incredibly nice resorts too. So I always encourage people that if you if you want to do one or the other and you and you can try to stick to it. Like if you want to go to Universal, try to do a Universal geared vacation where you stay at one of their resorts, take their transportation, experience that whole Universal experience, right? If you do Disney, do a Disney vacation, stay at one of their resorts, do the Disney transportation, experience what they have to offer. Um, And I understand that can't be the case sometimes, right? I just ask that you plan, you think through it logistically, see what works for your family. Don't try to overdo yourself, though, because it will, you'll feel it at the end. You'll say, oh, well, I accomplished my to-do list, but at the end of the day, it just felt like a to-do list, right? I didn't feel like I had a fun or a magical experience. It just felt like I accomplished tasks and you don't want to feel that way, right? You want to put spontaneity in the trips like we've talked about and take time for those memories. So that's my last tip I want to give. No, that's a great tip. That's a great tip. You know, the memories are what we all, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, the memories of your trip are the things that last. And that's what you want to do. You want to get those, if you plan better, 
We're we're going to guarantee you. I'm not going to. I'm not going. It is it is it is the guarantee. It is the spoony guarantee that you do a little bit of planning, you're going to have a better trip. You do too much. To do much planning, it could be too regimented. But you Absolutely. do you do a little yep. bit of planning, you're going to have a better trip. There's no way you can you can prove to me that it's not going to work that way. A person who goes to Disney and just walks right in the door and says. I don't even care. I'm going to do whatever I want. You know, you're going to waste time in lines. You're going to do, you're just not going to know what, what to do. Um, there's no way in heck that it's going to be better than, than uh, doing a little bit of planning. Now, again, do it. It's not hard. And, and we'll, we will always help you. And we, and we know people that help you in our community. And, and you, a lot of you listening right now, you all are probably saying, Hey, I'll help people because you all will. And I know they will too. Absolutely. I mean, Great thing. So, Brian, closing thoughts? I think we said everything possible. I think we, we're, bo- we're both yeah. we're both planners. We're both organized, and we we like to do things. But um, we know the value there. There's so much value, and, and and right now, when you know things are so expensive, you got to get value on what you what you're paying for. Absolutely. It's a great way to end it. Again, plan, 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 and do not be afraid to reach out to us. And here are the ways you can email us. Info at a spoonful of podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook ourselves. You can message us directly. We will answer you. We, we will love to help you plan. We want to help you give you tips, point you to podcast episodes. We've done a lot of episodes in the past about my Disney experience and, and how to use it. We did a 101 episode, Brian. You remember where I looked at the app on my phone and I guided uh, those that were listening hopefully uh, how to use the app itself. We went through the ins and outs of Genie Plus. We've talked about the dining plan. There is a wealth of knowledge in these 169 episodes we've done so far. So please don't hesitate to reach out. If it's a lot to take in, we definitely will help you. You can reach us again on Facebook. We have a spoonful of podcast Spoonie Nation Facebook group you can join. And we're a big community in there that can like to help each other out as well. We're on Instagram. We're on X. And um, lastly, don't forget to rate and review our show wherever you listen. If it's Apple uh, Podcasts, if it's Spotify, it really does help our community grow. So without further ado, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization.